Hey folks, this episode of the All Things Music Podcast is brought to you by Soothe Elements. Soothe Elements is a CBD company providing stress, anxiety, pain relief, as well as massage and cosmetic CBD infused products. Their products have been developed under the direct supervision of a team of expert chemists who have developed several unique topical delivery systems to ensure the highest transdermal absorption of any cannabinoids in their facial creams, massage oils, and pain relief creams slash rubs. Uh, there is free shipping in all U.S., and uh, their products are made uh, from pure, natural, 100% organically grown USA CBD hemp oils. Uh, you can get all kinds of things on there from, like I said, lotions, uh, different uh, tinctures, however you pronounce that. I have uh, the Nano 3000 that I take once every night that helps uh, a lot with uh, restless leg, insomnia, uh, anxiety, etc. So uh, if you're looking for a CBD company, this is the one to go to. Just go to SootheElements.com. That's S-O-O-T-H-E Elements.com. Again, S-O-O-T-H-E elements.com go to their contact us page there's a phone number and there's an email address info info at soothelements.com let them know that you were sent by all things music and get 10 percent off your order again let them know all things music sent you for 10 percent off this episode is also brought to you by koval's custom creations that is at c-o-v-e-l-s customcreations.com looking for shirts you're looking for uh, mugs, you're looking for uh, art decor, uh, anything for your yard, personalized gifts, uh, this is the place to go. Whether you just have a really cool idea for a t-shirt that you need done, whether you want a wine glass with some you know, cool little limerick on there, um, they uh, do it all, really. Um, their vinyl printing is second to none. Uh, if you want to go to their website, again, that's kovalscustomcreations.com. Go to their contact page. Send them an email. Let them know that All Things Music sent you, again, for 10% off. And enjoy the show. You are now tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts... Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. Fuck yeah, what's up? What's good? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of All Things Music presented by Liquid Sound Records. If you're new here, I'm Ryan Katz, my co-host Ian Illyrian. Ian Illyrian, however you want to pronounce it, Ian is fine. Um, you can butcher his name, he'll just get really triggered about it, right? Uh, I've gotten used to it by now. <laughs> I it's all good. Picked, I Maybe just change it and then, yeah. like, you know, get triggered. I should have picked a uh, easier name. Probably. But, you know, <laughs> the first track of an Asking Alexandria album just made too much sense to be your quasi-last yeah. name, right? Hey, man, 16 years old in a metal band. There you go. You know, the scene kid days, the MySpace days. Exactly. So, um... Those of you new here, and there's probably a decent amount of you who are new here because we have a contest that we are rolling on this episode, so thanks for tuning in. Um, if you don't know, if you haven't checked us out before, we are in the process of doing what is a genre top 10 countdown per me and per Ian. We each have our own top 10 favorite, not best, favorite uh, song from each genre that we've put on our list we've gone through hip-hop country electronic dance music pop 
Last week was metal, and we are on punk and ska this week. Uh, next week will be classic rock, and then the week after to round it out will be guilty pleasures. So things we are embarrassed to like, or things our friends are embarrassed for us to like. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, the contest information will be presented sometime in this podcast at some point. So you do have to listen rather than just scrolling to the end and trying to get that podcast information. We're going to make it difficult for you and make you listen to our amazing voices for the next hour plus, but you'll enjoy yourself. It's a very entertaining thing. We've have, we have a lot of regular listeners, um, that enjoy what we're doing. So maybe you will turn into one of those regular listeners. I don't know. Um, so like I said, this week is pop, or I'm sorry, this week is punk, pop punk, and ska. And pop punk, for those that don't know, and I was had to be a little bit liberal with, with the definition of this per Ian, but pop punk is kind of your scene, emo, uh, I, I don't know, describe it for, for our listeners, Ian. Um, well, you told me it's uh, like people with whiny voices, <laughs> but without screaming, which I don't know how you can... <laughs> Not have that, so, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Scene, scene emo, you know, I mean, that's like it. They go hand in hand. Anything you'd find at Hot Topic in 2010 is what we're talking about, really. Um, but like, it's really just I, like I said, I don't want too much screaming because we did metal last week, and metal. I know there's like Asking Alexandria could be considered a good. Oh, Asking ground. Alexandria is definitely metal. Okay, but punk. but they would be. On the same bill as some of these pop punk pop punk groups like a Silverstein or a oh. Hawthorne Heights or Ice Ice Cube is on the same bill. All as right, <laughs> I'm not talking right now. Which, dude, I'm really hoping we get to interview him because that would be a dream come true. Louder uh, than life. Louder than life. Yep. So uh, yeah, we'll have that pop. Uh, we'll have that contest. Uh, we'll be giving away four sets of weekend tickets: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. You can see bands like Slipknot, as Ian said, Ice Cube, Knocked Loose, Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin, uh, Motionless and White, Stained. The list goes uh, on. The list that really does. It's, it's, it's a very, a very, very big list. Yes, and it's eclectic, too. It's not just hard rock. It's not just punk. It's not just... Ice Cube and Slipknot. Dude, right, exactly. <laughs> like, when's the last time I those two the shared the same day, Never. They? No. I really wish they were. They're not. Uh, Ice Cube is on Saturday. Slipknot is on Friday. Oh, so still. Actually, I will uh, play a promo now that we have to play for uh, Danny Moore Presents. So here you go. Louisville, Kentucky, louder than life returns three full days, September 27th through the 29th, Highland Festival Grounds with its biggest lineup ever: Guns and Roses. Slipknot. Disturbed. Get up, get up, Rob Zombie. Godsmack. Marilyn Manson. A Day to Remember. Breaking Benjamin. Hailstorm. Chevelle. Plus, The Return of Stain. I'm on the outside. I'm looking at And a special appearance by Ice Cube. Anywhere Ice Cube's up to LouderThanLifeFestival.com for all ticket and lineup information. Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Dump Smack, and many more. Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Expo Center. Celebrate bourbon and the best rock. See ya at Louder Than Life. All right, so let's get to our podcast here. Um, Ian, what is your number 10? My number 10 is going to be Cute Without the E by Taking Back Sunday. 
I like the uh, journey that this song brings you on, man. Does it? I feel like it does. Cause brings me on a journey to my like 13-year-old girl yeah. problems <laughs> self. <laughs> that too. <man. laughs> Lord knows I had a lot of those. So uh, but I can relate to it, that. I mean, it's you know something that's, that kind of gets me going, man. Makes it, me want to go to the skate park or something. So, okay. So I guess you and I have different, and you'll see this as a listener. You'll, you and I have very different I- definitions of skate music. Um, yeah. That's not a bad thing. Whatever connected us to that era, I, I miss skateboarding. I really do. Well, we also, for those who don't know, kind of come from a little bit of different eras. Yes, and I was going to touch on this before we started, so I forgot. But you're only five years younger, right? Right, but five years five in years this world in, is a big, yes. is a long time, especially in music. If we really, really dissect music, contemporary music, I'm talking from Elvis on, has been around for sixty, seventy years, right? Which in is a blip. Because think about classical music has been around since the 1600s, so you're really, you know, we're it's such a young, as a whole, and then we're breaking it down into subgenres and then sub subgenres and all this crap. So yeah, five years makes a little bit of a difference, um, but nonetheless, we both listen to to pop punk and punk and stuff, skateboarding. Yeah, so really, just different. I think uh, different artists, and I think it points. Um, you know, some artists have different um, feel than other ones sure. compar- and comparatively, and that's where the difference in eras are. So why'd you pick this song? Why'd I pick this song? I like it, man. Like what you said, uh, girl problems, A. B, I got 99 problems B, taking back Sunday and solve yeah, them Yeah, man, I feel like I'm about <laughs> to get on my bike and go shred the streets up. Like back shot, you know, shout out to my 16-year-old self. So. so you had, let me let me get this right. You had one of those little bikes with like the pegs on the wheels and no, everything? Well, yeah, yeah, but they weren't. You know, well, I was gonna say they weren't for picking girls up, but they they could have been, <laughs> and I think I have, so I can't even say that. But no, nah, yeah, I mean, I used to, you know, I, I had a bike with no brakes, so just and you know, rode wow. on the streets, terrorized the neighborhoods. Yikes! I got flipped off a lot. Probably flipped a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got scars all over my arms oh my still. Man, That's why I skip, stick to skateboarding because yeah. there's no brakes anyways, except for just the back of it. So you just you just. So yeah, and anybody who anybody who's listening to this, if you've ever ridden a bike like BMX and you take the the pedal to the shin, ooh yeah yeah, it's not and, fun. And I still got dents all in my ooh. shins from that because I just did it regularly. The worst <laughs> for me is when, like, I'd be riding and because I never had a BMX bike, but I had a really nice mountain bike. And then you hit like a pothole or something, or even just a big crack on the sidewalk, yeah. and you flip. And the handlebars go right into your chest. Oh yeah. Ugh. Well, that's that's before I got smart and got good at riding, because you know you learn to use your legs as that makes suspension. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some learn, some don't. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> as far as the song goes, listen, I I've never been a ta- Taking Back Sunday fan, although I will say I don't remember the connection, but someone I know, 
if you're out there listening, maybe it's you, uh, knows the former guitarist of Taking Back Sunday who was just recruiting new members for his, like, it's more of like a contemporary rock group now. Yeah. So he's still doing stuff, but they're still, you know, they were at, at Rock on the Range a few years ago. I didn't see them. I chose not to. Just not my not my vibe. Not your thing. Not my vibe, but uh, I respect the musicianship, certainly. I just yeah. wish they didn't whine as much. That's all I ask. Hey, man. But that's that's kind of the, the allure of pop punk. I, li- I like my whining type music. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you. All right, what am I going to do here? Get out my list. As usual, I'm late on that. My number 10 song is by Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, The Impression That I Get. So I'm going to prove why five years was such a big thing. Um, Back when I was growing up, there was a FM station on 107.9. And while 107.9 today is known as hip-hop and rap. The Academy. No. That's literally what they say. That's what it is? Yeah, Z1079. Okay. The Academy. I didn't know that because I don't listen to that. It's it's the Academy in North Coast Auto Mall. Jesus. But anyway. Yeah, so... (laughs) Um, back in the 90s, it was 107.9 The End. That's what it was called, and it was all 90s alternative. So it was like Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox 20, really? Lenny Kravitz. See, I didn't even know that. Yes, yeah, so it was all that type, which at the time was super popular. Um, for whatever reason, this song by Mighty Mighty Boss Tones got so big in the music world, not just the ska and punk world, because it's a ska song. Right. But in the music world, it was so big that it was placed on that format station with Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20 and Smash Mouth and other these, these other groups. Star. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I heard this for the first time when I was like eight or nine years old. I'd get in my mom's car. She'd have 107.9 on, which is because it was just great music. You couldn't really go wrong with that format. And then... It was wasn't until my later years when I actually started really getting into ska that I stumbled upon this song again, and I was like, "What? This is ska?" And then I heard the horns. I'm like, "Oh, it all makes yeah. sense now." But when you're little, you don't really pick up really the little think things. about that type. It of was stuff. just kind of like a cool song to listen to, right? So that's kind of my story behind it. I really like it um, for for that era, for that late '90s. The production value on the song is really, really good. Um, and I've noticed that with a lot of ska songs, for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they might have needed more more equipment in the studio to get all the horns. Get all. I the, think so, because, yeah. I mean, and all the different elements. There's so many different things going yeah, on. Yeah, and have you ever seen them live? I haven't. They're very good, and they actually have a guy in the band that literally his job is just to dance and get people Hell yeah, feeling dude. it. And okay. that's, uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, as a song you could skank to. For those who don't know, skanking yeah. is kind of a <laughs> ska slash punk, mostly ska uh, dance. You use your feet in a rhythmic pattern. I can't do it. But I, I called I, you I, on the phone the other day, and yes. I said, what's that crazy dance they do to punk music? Yeah. It's like they... they... Skanking. Yeah. So like ska, <laughs> S-K-A, add it, N-K to it, skank. 
think that's probably the deductive reasoning I'm putting behind the name of that. Who knows? Um, for those that aren't aware, what's the difference between ska and punk or ska and pop punk? Ska almost always, and I say almost always because there's a few bands like a Sublime that don't really do it as much, but almost always has a horn section. There's It's, it's very reggae-based, where punk is a little bit more faster BPMs. So this is more of a reggae type of tone, and it's usually... A trumpet, a trombone. So they can get really uh, uh, creative with accordions and all kinds of. I think I think ska is just a good um, way to put it. Is just punk music, but reggae punk music. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because of the the lyrical content's very similar. Yeah. So and it's fast. Ska is fast. It can be. It can also be slow. Usually, though, ninety nine percent time sure. is pretty fast. Sure, it has like elements punk. too. So, like, yes, but I think what's really cool about and this is why the reggae thing comes in here is that punk is usually pedal to the metal the whole way, like just very, very fast rhythmic beats, skank beats, is what they call them. Yeah. But with ska, you'll have a skank section, then you have a kind of a, a half timed reggae section, and then you have the nice kind of commercially sounding hook then you'll go back to the the skank beats and so there's a lot going on like we just said about about ska that makes it really just for me personally really fun to listen to you you can't really get bored i call it my pool time music because it's just so happy there's no such thing as a sad ska song from an instrumental standpoint lyrically that's different but that's why i enjoy it so much and um a little fun fact here when i was fuck 14 maybe I was in a ska band I played trombone in high school so I was like I don't want to be just a nerd I should probably do something cool with this and I was in a ska band for a very temporary amount of time but it was fun it was cool stuff so there you go there you go okay what do we got for your number nine fat lip some 41 All right, so before you talk, I usually don't interrupt you. I let you go. But we ran into a first in all things music history just now. Both of our number nines are the exact same song. We both picked Fat Lip by Sum 41. So I'm going to play the clip that I had prepared for that as well. And then we'll both talk about it. How's that sound? Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. All right, here we go. My number nine as well is Fat Lip, Sum 41. Go ahead, Ian. Dude, I'm about to go to Zoomies and pick up me a new skateboard, man. Oh, are you? I might have to go, too. I, I really want to And go down to the Circle K and grab a pack of beers. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> what what's a punk what's a good punk beer by the way i don't even know oh pbr man yeah if you ain't drinking right. pbr hipsters you're not, and punks yep, like pbr yeah right so why did you pick this song before i go into my rant um Man, it just gets me amped up, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you think punk, I'm like, damn, some forty one is a poster child. Yes, and they are in like every '90s movie soundtrack too. Hell yeah, which is hilarious. You know, it's funny because some forty one and Smash Mouth were like the same time, <laughs> but some forty one has a much better reputation. Oh my gosh! Well, it's better music, and yeah. they're still touring. I mean, they were uh, at at Rock on the Range yeah. a year ago. They just came to Cleveland in I want to say it was May or June. Um, they're they're doing their thing still, and they're doing well. So, obviously, the All Killer No Filler album is their best album, without question. After this album, they went, like, metal for a minute. Did, like, some crazy, like, um, All to Blame. Do you remember that song? Yeah. That was kind of metal-ish and whatever, but then they, they kind of came back to their roots. Um, I love this song, too. If you have a person in your band with the name Brown Sound, you're doing something right. That's just awesome. I remember having the CD... And, I, you know, okay, so kids here, back when there were CDs, you'd open a CD, and there was a booklet. And in this booklet, they'd go over who was actually in the band. You didn't have to Google it. You just got to open the CD booklet, and you learned a lot about the group. So when I opened the CD booklet, it had all the artists, or all the, all the uh, people's names in the band, and it said, I think he's, I think he's a, either a guitarist or a bassist. I can't recall. But it said, like, bassist, brown sound. Yeah. And I went to my stepdad and I was like, hey, what's brown sound? (laughs) And I'm like, 12. He's like, where'd you learn that? (laughs) It's like, oh, someone in a band I like. That's his name. Well, turns out, for those that don't know, brown sound is this mythical, I don't even know if it's ever been proven, but it's this mythical sound. If you go (laughs) low enough on the scale, I mean, lower than audibly possible, is a sound that'll make you shit your pants. Yeah. Yep. There's a whole South Park episode about it with the recorders and they change the the sound and then everybody in the world shits their pants. You remember that South? You, you yep. Also, yep. Okay. Yeah. So yep. yeah, exactly. That's so, up there on my uh, South Park episodes. That in the World of Warcraft. Oh, uh, they're all <laughs> real good. I just remember the World of Warcraft one where the Cartman's like standing back on his computer. He's got zits everywhere. He's like, mm. Mom, poop. Breaks <laughs> 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 down the tray. Anyways, we're getting way off topic here. Um, yeah, we both really really like that song. I'd say so. Uh, yeah, I guess we go back to you for number eight. What's your number eight? Um, this could be Anywhere in the World by Alex is on Fire or Alexis is on Fire. I'm yeah, not sure. We will tackle that in a minute. <laughs> So what I like about this song is how he says that haunted part. I just like the falsetto in the hook. I know. It's yeah. weird. You don't hear that much. No. And it's just, I've always liked this song, man. It's been like a staple in my high school uh, playlist. I've never heard them until now. I've heard the name plenty of times, but for whatever re- reason, the name itself kind of just turns me off. It's just It just sounds like it's going to be real emo-y. Right. But it 
honestly, that hook, at least, and I have to hear more of their stuff, but it sounds a lot like Rise Against. It, it's very Yeah, similar. and they kind of do remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say that. I don't know what to classify them as, because it's, it's kind of a mixture kinda, of stuff. And that's why I kind of, I even was a little bit wary about putting them on this list, mm-hmm. but like I just don't know where else to put them. No, right, <laughs> sure. No, I, I honestly, it's okay. It's not like it's not so off the beaten path that I'm like, oh my god, it's on my. Oh list. my god, you know? what is this? Yeah, exactly. Is this it, Lil Wayne and Blink One Eighty Two? Do they do a song together, or I don't know. they just tour together? I don't know. I, just, I, I heard that whole thing was very weird, uh, chaotic. Like yeah. Lil Wayne is like threatened to. I don't know if that tour is still happening or not, but Lil Wayne is threatened to. He dropped the tour. Drop? Did he drop it? I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Hmm. He walked off stage. And that was it. Wow. I mean, how could you not drop it after that? So, well, I would blame his agent number one because that's who sets it up. You know, someone, someone in New York or LA thought it was uh, a great really, idea. Really awesome. Let's put together. It's probably Travis F Barker. Baby with. Well, I don't think. I think you're giving the band a little too much credit. They don't always decide we're going to bring this guy on the road. Every now and then they'll definitely get that, but for the most part, the agents will say, okay, I represent this group. I also represent this group. Or my buddy down the hall at, let's say it's just Creative Artist Agency, mm-hmm. represents this group. Let's put them out on the road together. It saves us a lot of negotiating because we both work for the same company. Split the commission, boom. That's why in a lot of these festivals, while... The lineup may seem like super eclectic. It's like why again? Why is Ice Cube with Slipknot or why whatever? Yeah. It's because there's a lot of agent sharing. They call it oh, I don't remember the name, but there's there's kind of just the grab bag of 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 groups. So like you look at like a Lollapalooza, they kind of just take a creative artist like a hat a with a bunch of names yeah, in it. That all of these groups are managed by us. Let's take them all out and put them on a festival. And we sew our pockets with money, and we don't worry about politics, and it's done and done. So whether it was Blink-22 and Lil Wayne have the same agent or same company, or there's just some kind of relationship there that we don't know about, that's probably how that happened. Because I, I, Lil Wayne, and we're getting off the beaten path here, but Lil Wayne's not really popular anymore. Like, he's he has longevity to have that forever trademark, but he's not, like, He's ruining hot. it now. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. Um, but as far as... Okay, so here we go. How do we pronounce this name? If you're listening to this, please tell us on our social media. Um, is it Alexis on fire or Alex is on fire? Or is it meant to not be either or be both and like mind fuck everybody? Because I'm thinking that might be it. It's it's uh, very confusing. Sure. Like, it's almost meant as like, we're going to make all of our fans sound ridiculous because half of them are going to say one thing, half of them are going to say the other thing. The first half will be like, no, you're wrong, bro. And the second half will be, no, you're wrong, bro. <laughs> I could just see the band doing that for shits and giggles. Um, but, yeah, I like the song. I think it's a great song. So I'm going to have to check more of them out for sure. Um, all right, we are down to my number eight. My number eight is The Clash, I Fought the Law.
well, man. That's some great music right there. That's I'm, classic uh, rock, man. That's not classic rock. I'm going to do my British accent for this one because I feel like um, mm. since they're from, from the UK, I can probably pull this off for this part. So. Oh, my God. Uh, you're just going to have to deal with it, brother. So I think their music is phenomenal from lots of standpoints, but really... All right, I'm done with the accent. But really, it's all about um, the lyrics. So The Clash is definitely a punk band. And yeah, you could put them in classic rock if you want to because they are older. But they are the pioneers of punk with Sex Pistols. Because you could say Sex Pistols are classic too. I mean, you really could. But that's... Or the Ramones. You know, the Ramones are yeah, old okay, as shit. Yeah, you're that's making, punk. You're making a good I'm making point. sense, right. Exactly. So what's more punk than these lyrics... I wanted to rebel, essentially what they're saying. But I tried to rebel every time, and the man just kept putting me down. Every time. I couldn't do it. I fought the law. The law won. You know? I tried to rob a bank. They got me. So, yeah. It's just, that's that's pretty fucking punk, man. You know? It's like, I won't stop fighting. But every time I fight, I lose. But I'm gonna keep going. That's really what it's all about. Punk music is just all about rebellion. First, you know, not pop punk. Pop punk's about lady problems. But punk in its core form is about rebelling against the establishment. Um, and that'll be shown in a lot of our, both of our songs for the rest of this, this countdown. But that's why I picked them. I had to pay homage to the to the pioneers, you know. I could have went with the Ramones. I could have went with Sex Pistols. I could have went a lot of different ways. But The Clash, just just too fucking good not to not to give them give them the the daps that they that they require so thoughts um i'm not a big fan of this particular song for some reason it just are you more into like london calling or some of those other other tunes i know they've got some other big tunes it just you know i think maybe my grandparents (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up i'm serious and it just kind of killed it for me i don't Uh, know it's not that old though you're acting like it's from like the 50s very like I know something about it. I can't put my I can't put my finger on it. So if you're looking for a technical sure. explanation, I just don't have one. Uh, well, but hey, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, all right. To each their own. To my, each their my own. opinion. For whatever <laughs> it's worth, this will be my only classic punk song on the countdown. So you don't have to worry about it saying that twice. Um, but uh, man, we're flying through this. All right. What do we got here for? What are we number seven? Yep. Voices by Sausen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to get through that without laughing. Say, oh, sin. Say, say it with me. Say, oh, say sin. it with me. Say, oh, sin. Say, it's like a cheerleading moniker. All right. Say, oh, sin. Voices. Correct. Correct. So, I like this guy's voice a lot. I've always liked this band a lot. I think they're a pretty well put together band. I know you're gonna say it's very whiny. Uh, it's not as whiny as Taking Back Sunday, so I'm okay. Really? Yeah. You it's really not. think that? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually kind of surprising that you said that. Yeah. So I was like, not expecting you to say that. On the whininess scale, you have Hawthorne Heights as the whiniest, and then you have 
take it back Sunday and then the rest. Maybe simple plans up there too. But yeah, no, that's that's not as bad as I thought. I know that Seosin is such a huge name in that specific part of the scene. Like from people even in the industry that I've talked to, whenever that band name comes up, they're always like speaking so highly of that group. Right. So like as I they have should to, be, and I have to. <laughs> well, and I have to listen. Like I, if if a bunch of people are saying the same thing, then they're probably right. So I have to like respect that and listen to their opinion. So listen to that track. It's not so bad. Remind me a lot of the Alexis on fire track too. Yeah. Or Alex is on fire. Whatever. Whatever it is. Um, no. Yeah. They are yeah. similar. And they obviously come from the same. I don't know. What would you call that? Like pop punk. Pop punk. Genre. Ish. Yeah. I don't know. It's always kind of striked my fancy, but whatever. No, it's my, good. Is that something you would skate with? Or is that I something mean, that's that just something, just... man. I listen to high school with my headphones in because okay. I think ninety-five percent of my high school career, uh, I was either in the office or in the office with my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> One of those kids. Where'd you go to high school? Did you go uh, to Wadsworth? Wadsworth. Okay, class of two thousand eleven. I'm very old. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's only no two thousand eleven. So. You're not. Shit, you're that's not as young. Freaking years ago, man. Yeah, but you're not as young as you made it seem to be. Because five years wouldn't be. Because I graduated high school in '09, so it's only two years, two or three, depending on wh- how you look at it. Did you get held back? No. <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe I was just really <laughs> smart and skipped <laughs> no, a couple grades. Is that the case? <laughs> wow. Did you get held back? I like how that's the first question asked. Just that, <laughs> that fucking stupid, huh? All right, I see you. But uh, no, that's that song's fine. I have no problems with that. I thought this was going to be worse than it was as far as me braiding. I don't know. I didn't like the Taking Back Sunday song, but everything else you put so far is pretty good. So Surprises, surprises. Surprise, surprise. All right, now I'm going real skate punk on my number seven. This is No FX. Jeff wears Birkenstocks. All right, so we're finally at the point where I can start talking about video game soundtracks because so much punk music comes from video game soundtracks. This one came from an unlikely or un, uh, unsuspecting uh, game that you don't really think of punk. However, there are at least two tracks on this countdown that came from this game. This was on NCAA College Football 2007. And for whatever reason, that soundtrack was just so lit. All kinds of punk gems. No effects is skate punk. When anybody anybody says skate punk, that's that's exactly it. it's less than Jake. No effects, uh, rancid like a lot of that that style of of uh, Operation Ivy even um, mustard plug. I keep going and going, but just so many uh, those types of groups were that Tony Hawk type of vibe you get when you're skating at your local skate park. That's that's what I would listen to when I skated. So like everybody has something different, but. That was kind of my my go-to, and it gives me a lot of nostalgia. Just very quick. You could kind of say that the vocals are a little bit 
emo pop punky ish, but they're so quick and, and to the point. And the songs are just like that song is about this guy named Jeff who just refuses to wear regular shoes. He just wants to wear Birkenstocks. So, you know, it's just like that's what it's about, you know. That's a rebellious thing. He he just refuses to wear regular shoes. It's Maybe he was guys. trying out for the Hobbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, no, I mean, that's cool. Like, okay, in high school or whenever our rebellious time was, there was there was times we just didn't want to wear what everybody else was wearing. I mean, I wore no shoes all the time. Well, I never to went be, that to, far. To be... No shoes? In, Literally. Like, when you went to school? Me and all my friends, and I was in a band in high school, I swear to God, it. and you can... You can ask my parents or anybody. How many detentions did you get from that? Well, I mean, I wore my shoes to school. Okay, th- that's what I was trying to get at. I thought you just but, came to school without shoes. No, man. Well, I wore socks. I didn't, you know, sometimes I just wear my socks around. Socks with sandals kind of guy? No, I didn't <laughs> wear sandals back then. I had a, I had an incident with sandals. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to have to hear about, about that. that. You see how we just quickly <laughs> brushed by that? There's something traumatic that happened with sandals, and I'm going to have to hear, but go ahead. Anyway, um, no, dude, I just, you know, walked around the streets with no no fucking shoes, man, in the middle of summer on hot, black, you know. I hope you're up to date on your tetanus shots. I don't care. (laughs) I was young, man. in the hospital, so you got gangrene in your foot. what the hell did I care, dude? (laughs) Fuck, man, I was invincible back then. Yeah. Nah, I'm old and my bones hurt every day. Uh, So I did the same thing, and I regretted it because there was, uh, I was at an away camp in the summer, and there was a really, really bad storm, and the next day, so like the cabins were on like this hill, so the next day the hill was completely muddy, and all of us kids thought it was just a brilliant idea to go with just our bathing suits on, go mudsliding down the hill, no problem. Yeah, what a great idea. The next day I woke up, foot fungus. So, Damn. watch out, kids. Don't go mudsliding. Yeah, take Advil, man. It, Advil? That'll fix no, it. No, that's, uh, oh, tough acting to actin. Yeah. You know, that's what that is. There's fucking uh, pepto, John Madden. Pepto, pepto, yes. Take stomach medicine <laughs> for your foot fungus. That'll help <laughs> tremendously. Um... So anyways, foot fungus, no effects. Sure. Um, no, that's I love that song. I don't know how you feel about skate punk, but that's like Hell the shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Skate 3, Tony Hawk, man. I grew up with that. Yeah. I still number, actually, number got, three? actually I got right now in my Nintendo 64, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. We can just look right there and see it. there, And and so do you. Yep. And we even have the same color cartridge. Beautiful. The blue, the blue cartridge. And anybody who knows, knows that. All right. So now the games to have for N64 real quick because I'm about to nerd out. Tony Hawk, Star Fox. Please tell me you have Star Fox. Do not have Star Fox. Never played Star Fox. What? Yeah, never played. Jesus, dude. Star Fox was <laughs> like, star, uh, how do I describe it? I mean, it's, I know. It's not, I, there's not really a format. It's just like you're I in a space I played the map on Super Smash Melee Brothers, a Star well, Of course, Fox. of course. You have. Everybody's done that. Um, by the way, I'm the worst Super Mario Smash Brothers player of all time. Because I always pick that fucking, uh, the Pokemon that blows up. Oh, um. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Because it's so cute, but Pokemon. then it can't do shit. Are you talking about like Kirby or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, well, no, no, Kirby no. ain't a fucking no, Pokemon. No, 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 it wasn't a Kirby. Shut the fuck up. It was a Pokemon. Someone help me out here. If you if you know what I'm talking about, let me know. Um, anyways, yeah, I just asked fucking uh, N64, even though you say that you don't like Gold Goldeneye, correct? You don't like Goldeneye. Why? It's like one of the best games of all time. I didn't really play shooters until um, 
when I was in Boy Scouts, we had this land party. Boy Scouts. This this matters. Okay. So we had this Boy land Scouts party. land party. I know my troop, my Boy Scouts troop wow. was pretty weird. Well, I'll just let that speak for itself. But, but keep going. But anyway, so we had a land party. <laughs> yeah. And I played Halo Two for the first time. Okay, so if I played Halo Two as my first shooter, and then I went back to Goldeneye, I could see why that wouldn't be Hell appealing. Yeah. Because Goldeneye is such rudimentary graphics. And Halo and the 2... the controls just piss me off. Oh, well. Honestly... Because you don't have two sticks. I have that two sticks. As second. great as N64 is as a console, I think it has one of the worst controllers of any console. Actually, I lied. I've been playing shooters since I was probably, probably six or PC eight. Probably PC shooters, I, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So my first actual real shooter I played was Duke Nukem. Dude, fuck yes! Duke and Nukem! When I was like five or six... And that's how I learned my alphabet oh. actually was on the keyboard and how to do the cheats and all that. So that's how I learned. parents <laughs> listening to this who just won't let your kids play video games, just think about that. We got Ian over here who learned the alphabet from playing video games. Yeah. So it's not all yeah, bad. Yeah, get out of your shell. Yeah. Just, you know, video games, don't worry, guys. Video games aren't causing the mass shootings. They're not causing us to go crazy. Depends on who you ask. Well, I'm trying not to, me. I'm trying to speak to the I Bible thumpers like that are probably... I'm not, I'm not going out there to shoot people. No. Sane-minded folks are not... Okay, I'm, I've never carjacked a car in my life, and I love Grand Theft Auto. So... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think people are just a little bit looking for answers Overzealous. that are Yes. So, uh, okay, so that was my turn. So you're on what, six now? Uh, you sure? Yeah. You sure it's my turn? I do. No effects. Jeff, where's oh, Birkenstocks? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, we want um, to ramble here. Mine is The Interrupters. She's kerosene. So I saw them live last year, and it's actually, to be honest with you, the first time I even ever heard them. Yeah, that's probably surprising. But well, they're really gaining steam lately too. Yeah, so it's the first time I've heard them. I'm like, damn, these they're actually pretty damn good. And the the chick who's the the front person, sure, um, is pretty. She's out there wearing a jacket in like 90 degree weather, and I'm like, damn, yeah, damn girl, you gotta be burning up. I don't know if you knew this, but I think at least most of them, if not all of them, are siblings. Yeah. Actually, yes, and I thought that was weird. I think the the guitar player and the bass player, or the the guitar player and a drummer, are brothers, and then their sister is the front person or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. We'll have but to. But yeah, it's basically just a freaking family, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which I thought was like really weird. That's but cool though. It if you is can do cool. it. And they're yeah. from uh, California. <laughs> California. Yeah. California Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching some retarded video. Excuse my language, but we were watching some video uh, or before we came on the air that was just all of the times that Red Hot, Ch- Red Hot Chili Peppers said California in their songs or in interviews, and it's... A lot. It's too many. Let's be real. It's too many. <laughs> it's like, whatever. But no, I love the song. Shout out Taylor Wallace if you're listening. You might be. Um, he is the tour manager for The Interrupters. He's a buddy of mine. 
Um, fun fact, uh, he was the lead singer in a metal band called Trigger Point that was pretty darn popular in the early 2000s. He was signed to Corporate Punishment Records with my music mentor, Tom Hazer, which I've talked about in the past. Um, so yeah, big full circle there now that he's the tour manager of the Interrupters. Uh, I saw them at um, Sonic Temple this summer. Amazing. I saw them at Warped Tour 2018. Amazing. They just really, really good. Um, not much else to say about them. It's, it's ska. You could hear that reggae. Uh, Full circle. Now we're talking about them on a podcast. Yeah, there you go. Kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. It's, that, that, that song in particular I love is just so catchy, especially that 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 chorus they remind me very much of like just an like a classic rock band but today yeah if that makes sense because they just have that i totally that know. rock rock star that's not rock but they have that rock kind of grungy kind of a little bit but it's just more like they 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 have that stage presence that yeah. you don't find with just young people yeah anymore. and if you ever see them you know what we're talking about mm-hmm. absolutely and again horn section so can't beat that my wife is making ridiculous noise right now. That's why Ian's making faces, making me laugh. But there's some noise coming from upstairs. Anyways, um, no problem. Uh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, number six for me. I'm sticking with the ska here. Real Big Fish, sell out. So this song has a special place in my heart because it's something that I strive to remember as a musician. Um, the song is a is kind of a, a parody of sorts, but it does have a serious message, which is don't sell out. Like people always chase the cash in, mu- in the music industry, and it leads to them not enjoying what they do, and uh, and and affecting others as well. And I've just always been just don't don't sell out. Do what you love, and that's it. Like if if there's a point in time where you're no longer doing what you love, and you're just chasing that check, forget it, because it's no longer music for you. It's a, it's work. It's a nine to five. You created you created a dream and put, turned it into a nine to five. So that's what the song is about. It's about oh he doesn't he doesn't want to work at the fast food restaurant anymore. So he's just gonna make what everybody wants to hear and record labels will sign him and make all that money. Um, it's just to escape his current situation rather than doing things the right way, doing things the easy way. Um, so yeah, uh, that's just, I, I love that song. Another ska song. Real Big Fish is just a legendary ska group. They still play out. Saw them at Warped Tour. Um, they also have another song that I just love. I didn't play it, but it's called She Has a Girlfriend Now. And it's all about this girl that you're dating, and she is starting to experiment with other girls. Oh, boy. Yeah, and she's like, all right, this is awesome. Now she's experimenting with other girls. But then it gets to the point where, like, oh, boy, she only likes girls. I made a mistake. She's gone. Shit, what am I going to do now? 
So it's just a funny song, like, because who writes a song about that situation? Because it doesn't really happen often, but um, it's just really funny. Cause, Speak for yourself. Well, I hope you're not in that specific situation, because you're going to have to find yourself a new girlfriend if that's the case. Oh, not like currently. Exactly. So just be careful, because <laughs> maybe she likes girls. You know, she has a girlfriend now. Even the words go, she has a girlfriend now. Guys, no longer do it for me or something like that. And she's just like, this girl who they're talking about, she was bi, curious, bisexual. Nope, now she's just a lesbian. See you later. So <laughs> I just think that's funny as hell. Real Big Fish makes really good music. They do really, really funny but well thought out songwriting that you don't find again in modern stuff. Because a lot of it's just too edgy. Yet we can listen to Infinilator talk about soil the stillborn with priests fucking infants. But God forbid we have a song about a girlfriend that goes gay. You know? Right. So. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Anyways, I don't whatever, know what you think of this. Whatever floats anybody's boat. Yeah. Well, we don't care. No, we don't. We you, definitely you, don't you care. You like what you like, man. That's right. <laughs> do you like Real Big Fish? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, classic ska. Yeah. Really. I mean, the it's like mighty. How can you say you don't like the mighty mighty boss? It's the notes? same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for yeah. saying it's the same thing. They're both. They both have their place in the ska scene, and they're both doing what again, doing what they love, making money. They don't have day jobs. I guarantee you the guys at Real Big Fish and Muddy Muddy Boss Tones don't have day jobs. They might not be driving fancy cars and living in mansions, but I guarantee you they're way happier than, say, Bring Me the Horizon, who probably oh, have God. the mansions here, here we go. and the exotic cars. Here we go, man. But Radio yeah. BBC exactly. One, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So go ahead for your number, uh, what do we have, Speaking five? of the mighty Boston's, let's hear the Rascal King. So I saw these guys at Punk and Drublick, and it was pretty awesome. And they have a member of the band that literally his job is just to dance right. and get people like hyped up, That's which I said. also yeah. think is awesome. Hell yeah! And they they're pretty cool. They all wear like white suits and stuff, and then got a full horn section. How do you keep that. a white suit clean during something like that? Be the mighty mighty Boston's. Yeah, because it's kind of like you know what it reminds me is a throwback to old jazz type bands okay just the way they look yeah and like they're they're just their kind of their presence and i mean i mean they got horns they kind of got like well and if you think about it too if you've been around for 20 years like they have it's probably yeah i I don't think there's too much member turnover with them so they're probably really cohesive on stage i think it's all the original members to be honest i really wish i could see them live hopefully They'll come back again because we touched on them earlier in my number nine. Or was my number ten? My number ten. But uh, it's uh, a very nostalgic group for me, so I really like that. All right, so you've waited this long, folks. Thank you for at least join, uh, joining us for five songs. Um, but let's let's give you some ticket information, and we'll keep going. Maybe you want to listen to the rest of this too, find out what our what our rest of our songs are. Um, as far as the tickets go, we have four sets of weekend tickets 
to Louder Than Life. These are real tickets. I was sent them by Danny Wimmer Presents as promotional uh, fodder. So, um, you know, we'll get them to you uh, if you win this contest. And here's how you win. Go to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash allthingsmusicpodcast. From there, like our page. Please like our page. That is required to enter this contest. But furthermore, I need you to... There is a post. If you go to our latest post, not our pinned post, but our latest post with a picture of the tickets. And I need you to comment a screenshot that you have subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It doesn't have to be both. Just one or the other. Screenshot that you have subscribed um, and we will pick winners and we will announce them on our next podcast. So you might have to listen to two podcasts. But uh, please do that and we will announce the winners. We will have four winners. Um, and once those are announced, if you are close by, I will run you those tickets. If you're not close by, I'll mail you the tickets. If you don't want them mailed or you're worried about them getting lost in the mail, we will both be at Louder Than Life this year. We can meet you at the front gate, do whatever you want, and get you those tickets there. So... Uh, plenty of options to get your tickets. Uh, these are going right now for like 99 bucks a ticket. Um, so you're saving quite a bit of money just by listening to this podcast alone. We hope you stick around. So if you want to get win the tickets again, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash all things music podcast. Uh, like the page and then go to our post with the picture of the tickets that we have. We've posted a picture of the tickets. Comment with a screenshot that you have subscribed either on Apple Music or on Spotify. I know not everybody has iPhones. Not everybody's cool like me and Ian. But uh, if you are an Android person, no worries. You can subscribe on Spotify. So that is the information. I will repeat it again at the end of the podcast, just so or close to the end, just so people are aware. Um, but uh, if you have any questions, you if you're probably listening, you probably know either me, me or Ian. Um, if you don't know us, you can hit us up on socials, Ryan Katz or Ian O'Leary, and ask us uh, any questions on how the contest works, etc. Um, but that's how it works. So uh, go ahead and, and do that, and we will pick a winner uh, by next week. So let's continue the podcast here. Uh, here we go. My number five is Goldfinger by Superman. Or wow, that was a fuck up. Superman by Goldfinger. Over the age of 25, I'd say this song means a lot to you because this is the number one song you hear on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. True. The original soundtrack. So, yeah, this is like my childhood in a song, essentially. It's just perfect. It's ska song, punk ska, however you want to. It's probably ska. There's there's some horns in there. Uh, Goldfinger's been around for a while. They actually did a really good rendition of 99 Red Balloons. You know that song? Yeah, I've actually heard a rendition. Yeah, so they they, uh, 
they're a pretty heavy hitter when it comes to the ska scene. I really like this song for a lot of reasons, but re- really mainly because it was on the Tony Hawk po- uh, soundtrack, and uh, it just means a lot to me from a sentimental value. It's just a really fun song to listen to. Again, the production value on this song that came out in the mid-'90s is so good. I'm just in- so impressed with it. That snare sounds really crisp. Um, the vocals are great, and he has a really, really... Uh, unique voice that you don't hear from other bands in any genre. So I uh, I really like Superman by Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Tony Hawk, Tony pro Hawk. skater. Yep. What else do I need to say? Kareem Campbell, by the way. He was always my choice to, as my as my <laughs> skater. I can't even remember mine. I think nope. I just skated as Tony Hawk. You were a Burnquist guy. No. You, oh, Ryan. Bur- yeah, Ryan. Bob Burnquist. Bob. Well, who was it? Bob Burnquist. Burnquist. He had. I had spans, do you remember spans, Birdhouse, the uh, Birdhouse. skate decks? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that was his kind of thing. He always had Birdhouse skate decks. Yep. Then I think I. Yeah. Yeah. So I was Cream Campbell, um, because he's the only black dude on the whole Who game. Was Ryan guy. Ryan Mullen. Ryan Mullen. Something. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to pop it in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously. Fucking, so Cream Campbell, I I like because he was like the. What did they call it? Like urban skating. So it was a lot yeah. really based on like grinding and, and doing, you know, little which like pop shove or ollies or like. Which is what I like to do. Sure. Right. It wasn't as much vert based. Yeah. So I, I know this podcast has turned into a skating slash punk podcast hey now. Man, that's all right. But that, big, they go together so well. So we just have to talk about it's it. It's a big influence in both of our lives. Exactly. I mean, not so much skating for me, more BMX, but still I spent most of my time at skate park. So. Sure. Definitely. Either way. Did you wear knee pads? No, man. So my mom would me leave the house with knee pads You know on. what's funny? I hardly even wore a helmet Ooh. when I was younger. And I had a couple pretty bad uh, incidents. Close calls, huh? Yeah, and then I started wearing a helmet all the time. By the way, before we continue, what is the sandals thing? I got to know. Oh, yes. I got to well, know. When I was real young, uh-huh. was my uh, one set of grandparents had a farm in West Virginia, right? Sure. And I can't remember exactly. All I know is that I used to try to build things a lot with like actual real nails and wood okay. and all that with my grandfather. And I was wearing those, you know those like leather Jesus sandals that old dudes yes. wear? So, yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Well, I had I was wearing them and I stepped on these two really big two-by-fours that were nailed together with a rusty-ass nail sticking Ooh. out of it, and it went through. I th- I can't remember if it went through my whole foot, but it was... I think it Ooh. did, But it, and if it didn't, it was pretty damn close, but I never went to the hospital. I, my, my dad actually just happened to be there, hmm. and I think... Or no, maybe my dad can't remember. I think my grandma just pulled out the uh, two two-by-fours of the nail, and then she made this Blood? thing of... Oh fuck yeah. yeah! But the the part of it was it was hard to get that out with the sandals. Okay, and that's just that's just no yeah, no more sandals. Like, I get it. I would straight up, and this is the most punk thing ever. <laughs> you know, I started at a young age being a punk guy. Sure, but um, she just made up the salt water bath. Okay, for my foot, and that's what it healed in. Never went to the hospital. Never anything. Sounds like it would hurt too. Oh, it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yikes. You so, probably came to school with like a cast or something. They were like, what happened? Nope. Nothing. Just let it heal. Ooh. Let yeah, it heal. I'm really shocked it's you didn't over have an infection. Summer, it was over summer break, man. Wow. Just toughed it out, and the salt water got all of that infection out. 
Well, good for you. You have a higher in pain West, tolerance than I do. Hey, man, in West Virginia, we don't have hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to drive like 50 we got miles. Salt water baths and coal mines. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so, so before we continue, I forgot to mention two things that I wanted to touch on for our new listeners and some for our old listeners. New listeners, keep in mind that this is not the format that we always do for our podcast is not a top 10 countdown for every single episode. This is just a series, eight part series that we've done. We usually will interview some very heavy hitting guests from all walks of line in the industry. Um, and we have already. If yes. Anybody wants to check out past stuff. Yes. We've done uh, Mark Hunter from Chimera, uh, Danny Wimmer from, or I'm sorry, Danny Hayes, the CEO of Danny Wimmer presents uh, Chris Zitterbart, owner of Peabody's, uh, got a lot of good people on here. I think we had in Joe Lanky, aka Danny, DJ Virus, Danny Coleman. Danny but that Coleman. was before yep. my time. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, we've got we've got some really cool interviews. If you want to hear, and it's not just going to be music guys. It'll be guys that are connected to music in certain ways. Yeah, just really good interviews. Um, and very, very informative. Yeah, it's very similar to you know I I really look up to the Joe Rogan podcast or even uh, Jamie Josta's podcast. Those two guys do a really good job with uh, keeping people engaged. So. If you or when you subscribe to this, um, keep in mind it's not going to be like this every time. We just wanted to have some fun with our top tens here, and then we'll get back to doing a lot of interviews. Secondly, for those that did listen to last week's Metal Countdown, as happy as I was to get it done, I was a little too happy. Didn't edit it uh, with the same attention I would normally edit others. And we have a couple. It's pretty good. You can hear everything really nicely overall. Um, But uh, there are little glips at times and little things that I screwed up on. So if you do listen to that podcast and just hear little little nuances in there, just understand that will not happen again. I will be much more attentive to editing from here on out. Um, it's a little bit of a process, making sure that everybody's volume is up to par, making sure that everything is placed in proper spots and what have you. So, um, yeah, I just want to make that pretty clear in case somebody was wondering, well, why the hell did last week sound so weird? Well... Sorry about that. Won't happen again. But uh, we're on to you, Ian, for number, what, four? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Number four is going to be My Apocalypse, Escape the Fate. So this is one of those ones where it could even be metal, could be whatever. It's probably far-fetched from punk. However, Escape the Fate was very much a staple for me in my scene weenie, <laughs> you know, asking Alexandria, Parkway Drive, whatever sure. days. Um, the Hot Topic special days. So, no, you know what? Finn McKinty from YouTube, who I follow, relates them a lot to My Chemical Romance. So, yeah. I would not say they're too far off from the pop punk world. Um, they're kind of an in-between. Yeah, sure. I would say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's... Uh, and, and what band is the lead singer in now? It's... A, it's oh, uh, um, Falling in Reverse. Yes. So that's what Cra- he's in now. Uh, not Craig Mabbitt. I don't remember. Uh, Ronnie Radke. Yes, Ronnie Radke. He's a very 
uh, a controversial guy. He's yes. been in prison for felony. All uh, type of different. Yeah. <laughs> so he's very um, what's the word? Extrovert. <laughs> yeah, he's just extra in general. Yes. <laughs> but uh, the song itself is is good. I like it because obviously there's some screaming in there. The whininess could could I could do without, but um. It, I like how the first half of that clip was like almost that that effect where you're like singing into a megaphone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, and that's what I think makes a song interesting for me. Really, I like this whole album. I like I've liked a lot of what um, they did with Craig Mabbitt and Ronnie Radke, and mm-hmm. I even like Bless the Fall when Craig Mabbitt was in it. Okay. Um, even some of the falling in reverse stuff of Ronnie Radke. Really, that whole group of whatever that is mm-hmm. is just really good. Um, for me, like I just like all their stuff. I mean, it's very like sceney, whiny, sure. whatever. But I like it, and it's a big. It was a big staple. I mean, I still even think I have some Escape the Fate shirts. So I think Ronnie Radke, despite all of his flaws, is a really good songwriter, and you can hear that kind of. He took what Escape the Fate was, and he took it to Falling in Reverse, and made it kind of a contemporary version. There's not as much scene in there, more, but more more for the masses. Yes, I would say, but it's not super mainstream. Right. It's like, because, I mean, they even had Corey Taylor do a feature in one of their new yeah. songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like, I like it. Um, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So, you know. Hey, that's better than. <laughs> it's better than Taking Back Sunday. Right. I won't, I won't let that For one you, go. anyway. <laughs> All right. So my number four is The Tossers. Good morning, da. Hey, some Irish for you there. Go to the pub and have a brew there, sir. What do you think about that one? I like it. That's almost like country, man. No, not at all. What, it, so it has a mandolin and a banjo in it, you think it's country? Yeah. Not at all, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, definitely got that skank beat. That, you know, I love That's that shit. That's a house beat, man. <laughs> Same shit. Um, I love Irish punk so much, and I could have been... You know the flogging Molly, ship it up to Boston. Yeah, but, you know oh I didn't want to be that guy, so I I I put the Tossers Good Morning Da. It's my shit. It's what I li- I listen to their all of their albums on St. Patrick's Day for like twenty four hours. It's so fun, so good. It's very traditional Irish because you get like like I said that flogging Molly or Dropkick Murphys. Uh, so that's more mainstream American Irish music. I know these guys are from Chicago. They're not actually from Ireland, but their music is very traditional Irish music. Um, the way I found out about them was during Headbangers Ball. Okay, uh, do you remember Headbangers Ball at all on MTV Two? Yeah. So yeah, I would I'd watch it every Saturday night at ten o'clock on MTV Two. They used to actually show music videos and. The commercial breaks, they would have these Victory Records promo, uh, like, like okay, Victory Records featuring Between the Buried and Me, 
new album of Alaska. Like they would they would feature all these bands and Dead to Fall and all this stuff. And then for whatever reason, the Tossers are on Victory Records. So it's all these metal bands, and then it's an Irish punk band. Sounds about right. Though. Yeah, and they're like. The Tossers, Good Morning Da, and there was like the video and everything. I was like, "Oh, this is so awesome! I've never heard this kind of music before in my life." So I like got really into them. I bought their CD at Best Buy, did the whole thing, and just oh, so so much fun to listen to the Tossers. So um, they're my favorite Irish band at all in general. So I don't know if you're into Irish music. I don't know what you listen to on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. What? I know I'm probably weird. That's crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us celebrate it for the actual purpose of it. I don't even go out <laughs> to drink because I just don't like people. Well, I, hear, <laughs> I go out I, to drink me, the I day get, before the day after. I get that much, believe me. And it is a bitch, especially when you go down. I head down with Joe Lanky to West Park Station. and Oh, my God. It's fucking brutal, dude, because that's the Irish part of Cleveland. And it's yeah. just... Uh, you guys are... Uh, that's some, that's next level. Well, I used to go to... You know, when I was at a student at Kent State, it was brutal there. When I used to go down to Youngstown with my boy Jay and, and do Your something boy. there. Like, it's it just fucking... It's always... You're, you're not kidding. So many people... I was in actually North Carolina last yeah, year. Yeah, I'd just rather stay home. Um, <laughs> it depends for me because March 17th up here, the weather can be very questionable. I remember there was when I went to Youngstown the one year, it was like 70. I'm like, fuck yeah, I've got to drink like crazy. Warm weather makes me want to drink a lot more than anything else. And then the other year was like snowing and 35 degrees. Yep, and I was like, Ohio, yeah, I man. have zero interest in going out and doing anything. I'll just stay home and listen to this and just enjoy my own St. Patrick's Day. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my number four. So we're on the top three now. What's your number three? Alien Ant Farm Wish. Alien Ant Farm is kind of like they're really popular, but no one ever talks about them. It's kind of confusing. It's interesting, and yeah, I I thought I only knew one song, which was the well, and that's the song. Yeah, hey, you're okay, but uh, this God, one, God, that's their worst song too. It's funny. I hate that damn song. Well, well, this song, I actually know this song, and I didn't know I knew this song until you showed me today. This whole yeah, this whole album is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think the guy is uh, really talented. The band's really talented. And I that I just dig it, man. So, it, this is where I struggle because to have a band like the Tossers and the band like an Alien Ant Farm on the same countdown just seems a little weird, uh, controversial. Because uh, the spectrum of pop punk, punk, and ska it's, is so large. And Alien Ant Farm, I would personally consider more modern rock if I had to say, but I do hear the punk elements in it, so it's worthy enough. I love the song. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Love the song. I just, again, I'm such a I'm genre police right here. I don't mind being the genre, genre police. Po- whoop, whoop. They're here for a reason. Oh, my God. They're here know? to arrest me, man. <laughs> yeah. You called that metal. Ah! 
No. Oh but, my uh, God! People are gonna be in the forums, man. Yeah, oh, the forums. <laughs> Fucking the only forums that exist. This is a true metal. This is not Infant Annihilator yeah. or Meshuggah. This, this isn't Slayer. It's not Anthrax. Like I remember. Oh, Metallica created metal. So there was a guy. Side note here: when my band came out with uh, "Above and Below" the music video, we boosted it on Facebook and all this shit, and, and we got a lot of people commenting really nice things. Right. And one guy commented, said you looked like you sounded like. Uh, Nickelback. No. Okay. <laughs> that song's actually a heavier song. They're screaming in it. And he goes, he says, this isn't real metal. They're screaming in it. There's no screaming in metal. There's, it's wait, like, w- no, I know. He's thinking. Wait, what? Yeah. So he, <laughs> he, he, he was very much like the big four, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, oh and Slayer. Oh my God. And, and like that era, he's like, that's metal. This new shit, that's not metal. That's just gimmicky bullshit. Ah, like get off my lawn type of fan, you know? And yeah, all these damn. people just all these people just ripped on him. Dude, like, someone call about? a fucking retirement home up, dude. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you you've lost a customer. Please return to Lost and Found. Um Yeah. So that 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 just made me think of that because there are so many genre elitists, including myself. But I try to be as accurate as possible with my synopsis of genres. I'm never once going to say that metal doesn't have screaming. That makes no fucking sense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind bending the rules for something like this. It's a good song. I like hearing it. So Yeah. yeah. And who, I mean, where else would it fit? You're exactly right. I have no idea where else it would fit. So, uh, here we go. If my phone unlocks here, and I can get my number three out. All right, my number three is a fan favorite. This is Green Day with Walking Contradiction. That's my favorite Green Day song. Obviously, if it's if it's number three on my list, um, I could sing that song all day. Just really fun. It's on my favorite album that they made, Insomniac, which has Brain Stew on it and Jaded and uh, Geek Stink Breath. There's a lot of really good tunes on that one, and that's before Green Day became super mainstream with like American Idiot and shit. So that's like I think '95 is when that album was out. I believe so. So yeah, that's my that's my go-to. Uh, I love it. I don't know. It's so hard to consider them pop punk at this era. I'm thinking they're almost just punk at this era, and then maybe pop punk later. I would maybe say that. Because you take a song like Walking Contradiction and put it next to a song like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, like... Yeah. There's a bit of a difference. It's hard, yeah. You know? So that's... I guess that's how I see it, but I love that song. It's just really fun to sing. Um... You Green Day fan in general, or just uh, old stuff? Or? I'm not a major Green Day fan, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. First song I ever learned on a guitar, not even "Smoke on the Water." It was "Brain Stew." Donut, donut, donut. It's just it's just literally yeah. just a couple of notes, but it's just so much fun. So I had to add them, and uh, I guess we're off to number two. Rancid time bomb. <laughs> Shoes, black hat, Cadillac, yeah 
Dude, this song makes me want to get really drunk and <laughs> go to H&M and buy really nice clothes. So who gets drunk and then goes to the mall? Me. Besides Ian. <laughs> Anybody out there listening, if you go dr- if you get drunk and then go to the mall, let us know. Dude, it, know. it might be a little bit more popular than you think because... Because well, we live in least, Ohio? At least the females. Because we live in Ohio. Well, we live in Ohio. There's not much else to do, especially <laughs> no. in the winter. A. B. It's easier to make clothing decisions when you're the, a decent It's easier to spend lit. money, though, too. Let's be real. Uh, you wake up, you look at your account, and you're like, fuck, what did for, I do For yesterday? some people. Not really for me. Sure. You know, I, I'm bald on a budget, He's bougie. Man. No. I'm bougie. <laughs> Not bougie. Just <laughs> baller on a budget, man. I go to the thrift stores. I do the, you know, all hey, that man, shit. Hey, man, nothing with the, good with as, the video. As I'm sitting here wearing, you know. You go to the video? Yeah, I know. Your fucking $300 uh, satchel. <laughs> satchel, man. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Supreme. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. This song, I like it. It's off their first first album or second album. Oh man! How come the wolves? I cannot yeah. remember what album that is in the sequential order. Um. Yeah. I, Rant, Rants. It's awesome. So I don't know. There you go. I don't even must say it's another skate punk band, and they are pretty much as pure punk as it gets. I can't think of you know um their 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 lead singer Tim Armstrong, I believe is his name. He also was in the ska group Operation Ivy from their inception in the very early 90s, which was one of the first ska bands in existence. And then he went on to make a band called Transplants with Travis Barker from Blink-22. So, very talented individual. Speaking of Rancid, my number two is Rancid, Fall Back Down. If I fall back down, you're gonna be back up again. If I fall back down... You're gonna be my friend If I fall back down You're the one I'll be right over again If I fall back down You're gonna be my friend If I fall back down Yeah, so same thing. France is amazing. Uh, this song is off their album Indestructible, and it's a funny thing about this. When I had my Walkman, uh, I went on a three-week trip to San Diego, California, and uh, my grandpa decided to take me to Tijuana for a day. So we went to Tijuana, and San Diego to Tijuana is a very short distance, but it's a very long drive because you have to go through customs and all that stuff. And uh, I spent the entire drive, front to back, listening to this album over and over again. So anytime I hear this album, any song, I think of Tijuana, which that's an experience. Tijuana is insane, dude. Like, just, I was 12, 11. Like, wow. <laughs> Eye-opening. Like, wow, guys. Like, totally. Okay. So, yeah. No, I love uh, I love Rancid. Everything about him is amazing. And actually, in high school, I was kind of like, okay, not high school. That's wrong. In middle school, I was kind of just this confused kid who didn't really get a lot of love from my friends, not friends, but like the people in my class and stuff. So a lot of the, I tried to make friends with a lot of the upperclassmen because they didn't really go by the same rules, I guess. And they would always check out, I had this big, uh, it fit my Walkman, but it also had like, you zipped it open and there were CDs like all like tons of CDs. So I'd be like, oh, check out my collection. They'd be like, 
bro, you got rancid, bro. Dude, you know what's up, bro. And it just made me feel really good. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Bro. Bro, not bruh. Bro. Well, there's a little bit of bruh, too. Bro. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. They Either way. catch me riding dirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that song, dude. So that song came out right when my wife and I started dating and... 2006 <laughs> and that song just reminds me of that 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 era of my life when i met my wife i know riding dirty is just a great anthem for my, my marriage oh my god <laughs> so anyways um yeah that's my rancid story i love rancid so what is this number one holy shit number, number one. one what do you got blink 182 aliens exist So I love Blink One Eighty Two. Who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, I mean seriously. there's not even. I don't even really know what to say because, like, they're so good in every what, way. What do I say? Although I, I don't know how good they are without who's who, is Tom DeLonge or Mark Hoppus not in it? Which one? I can't remember. I think it might be Tom DeLonge's not I in think it anymore. So. And I know the other guy they have in there. Like, you can't. I, I feel bad for that guy because you can't replace Tom DeLonge. Um, Blink One Eighty Two, American Pie. <laughs> just what can you say it's like another another band that's just so childhood like i remember uh now three which they're now at like now 258 or something ridiculous but now three i had i bought at the store and it was edited version or whatever because i was like that's was when 98. now was like a big thing yes by the way when you would you you couldn't just put a bunch of songs on a cd and, and say oh this is cool you had to buy now albums. So now three had songs like "American Woman" by uh, Lenny Kravitz or uh, "Stick It Up Your Yeah" by Limp <laughs> Bizkit. What the fuck? That Nookie was that song? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was some uh, fastball was on there. Get Don't down turn with around. the yeah. nothing is forever. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? That awful Smash Mouth. No, there was no Smash Mouth on that All one. All Star. That was, I think that was on like Now One, maybe. Because I know Now One had like Britney Spears and shit. But Now Three had Blink 182, What's My Age Again? And that was my first experience with Blink 182. Yep. And I just loved everything. My favorite album of theirs is, it's actually a pretty unpopular opinion, is their self titled album, which actually is like their third or fourth album. And that's the one with, um, um, Miss You and, uh, Adam's song. Gotta regret right now. I'm feeling this. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? That's no, not Adam's song's not on that one. Feeling this is their first song on that album. Yes. Adam's song was on Anima. The yes. State. And that's what this one was off of. Aliens yeah. Exist. Now, I like both those. Those are my two favorite. Yes. Now, what's really interesting is I didn't really make the connection, but Mark Hoppus is a huge proponent of like Area 51 alien like relevation stuff. Like, I didn't. I don't know if it came from this song or whatever, but like on Facebook all the time I see Mark Hoppus says blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Aliens exist, blah, blah, blah. Like he still does to this I, day. And then, uh, I mean, that's ironic because the song title, sure. Aliens is fucking exist. Now, did you do you know about the uh, Travis Barker plane crash? 
course, who doesn't? So I didn't really know Get too much about it. Fucking rock. I knew that it happened, but I did a lot of research, and I'm just amazed by the fact that this plane overran a runway, and everybody in the plane died except for Travis Barker and like his like assistant or something. Like it was like yeah, like I can't even imagine like living I'm after sure, that. I'm sure he probably deals with a lot of life shit. Life oh yeah, very differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm you know what? When you're famous, don't get it wrong. You're probably friends with your pilots you're probably friends with the, the crew that you have on your private jets that you charter around so it probably sucked too that like he lost people that he worked with from something so tragic so i don't know i i would as a, if i ever turn into like a rock star i would probably not pri- fly private because like you hear about all these guys that die that that flew private jets you look uh, at uh who's that buddy uh, steve buddy ray vaughn uh yeah who's the who, um the real famous one is the big bopper. Yeah, the buddy. Latin guy. God uh, damn it. I don't remember his name. La 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 bomba guy. Yeah, la 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 bomba. There you go. Thank you. Um yeah, so I would just not fly private because I don't want to die. Well, and you're a big airplane I am. person. And I don't think I would die flying private, but uh it just seems a little bit too coincidental that all these <laughs> these dudes have issues. Um hell. There was it was a couple years ago. Post Malone was on a private jet that had to make an emergency landing. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yikes. Okay, my number one is by the Pie Tasters. Out all night. Again, another song from 2007 NCAA football video game. And I just, uh, this song is the ultimate ska song for me. It's got the very, uh, it doesn't follow a normal ska template. It's got verse, chorus, verse, you know, kind of thing, which is not very skosh, but it works so much for the song. Uh, the Pie Tasters, first of all, what a name. <laughs> How could you not have a better name than that? Um, and this song just talks about, the, all their music is all about, like, it's very, if you take it seriously, it's very chauvinistic, misogynistic, chauvinist. I try to combine both of those words, which mean the same thing. Um, it's very, you know, kind of sexist in that light, but they're not meant to be taken seriously. So keep in mind that it's not like Pie Tasters is just a band that hates women. It's just funny. Like, he's talking about going out because he goes home and his wife just is not into it anymore. And he's like, well, what the fuck? Why am I even bothering in this i'm just gonna go out and drink and you know get sloppy and maybe find some other strange (laughs) so that's what he's talking about and there's another song that is really funny called maggie may and it's all about him and his band go to this bar and they go all the time so much that that there's just this one girl at the bar that works there that just knows every time when they walk in the door just keep bringing them rounds of beer just keep doing it don't ever stop and the lyrics are like, Maggie May, bring us another beer. We need another beer. Take away all troubles here. Troubles here. No, it's troubles. Like, troubles. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you've had a couple of uh, gaffes on your 
and your Trubbers. Uh, rhetoric. Yeah. Um, escape. Escape. Escape the fate. Ask me a question. Escape. Ask me another question. Ask me a question. Jesus. All right. So yeah, that's my number one. Just super awesome Scott anthem. I don't. You said you never heard it before. I never heard it. It was pretty damn good. Yeah, that's all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. It's amazing. Again, how I think this list more than any other was influenced so much by video games for both of us. So very cool. Um, if you missed it, or if you're cheating. I should say, and you decided to go all the way to the end of the podcast to figure out how to win the contest. Well, joke is on you because we're not going to tell you at the end. What I can say is, if you want to go back and listen to the whole podcast, we do tell you how to win somewhere in there. Um, But yeah, I know that's what I would do if I was trying to win a podcast. I'd probably scroll till the end and try to figure out the answer. Well, ha ha, you're not going to, so... Uh, you'll figure it out. Uh, maybe we do it after the eighth song. Maybe we say it after the fifth song. Maybe we say it after the third song. You just will have to listen to the whole thing and find out. But there is a, a contest, and uh, it'd be good to win. So we are giving away four sets of weekend Louder Than Life Festival tickets in Louisville, Kentucky, which is only a five-hour drive from where we are. From Pittsburgh, I believe it's only like three and a half. Um, I could be wrong. Um Louisville's kind of central to a lot of places, so I know people that are going there from all different metropolitan areas, so if you want to go, uh, you're going to want to participate in this contest and just maybe rewind a little bit and find out what it's all about. So next week, we are down to our final two weeks of the countdowns, and then we're back to interviews. Next week is Classic Rock. I don't really think there's many rules we can bend with Classic Rock. I think Classic Rock is Classic Rock, you know? I think so. Yeah, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to do my favorite, which I say for the end is Guilty Pleasures, because we're just going to laugh at each other for about an hour and a half, and that'll just be a good time. So uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, I think we about covered it. Awesome. So, all right, good luck on the contest, and we will announce the winners next podcast. And with that, we're out. <laughs>